there are some things that we really get excited talking about being a believer. We love talking about power and faith and joy and peace and being more than a conqueror. But sometimes talking about the wiles of Satan doesn't sound like a very edifying topic for a Bible study. But listen, hang tough. Stay with me. Believe me when I say that when we're done with today's program, you are going to be one power-packed believer. Don't ever doubt it. You were made for this. You were made for victory. You were made to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm so thrilled that you've joined me today on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. We're studying two very important scriptures when it comes to understanding who our enemy is and how he acts in battle with believers. Let me remind you what Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes or against the wiles of the devil. We learned that this word wiles is one of the most important phrases for you to know in the realm of spiritual warfare. It's the Greek word methodos, and it literally means with a road or on a road. Paul and the Holy Spirit are telling us that the devil operates with a road or on a road. He only travels down one road, one street, or one avenue. That's all he's got. Now, he's an expert at this particular route, but he doesn't have any other tricks up his evil sleeve. He only knows how to do one thing. That's why in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Paul also says, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Now, this word devices is the Greek word noimata. It comes from the Greek word nous, which means mind or intellect. So what Paul and the Holy Spirit are telling us that the enemy, the only thing he can do is to try to play mind games with you. He wants to fill your mind with confusion and deception. That's all he's got. If you translated this verse with this thought in mind, it might sound like this. We are not ignorant of the mind games that Satan tries to pull on us. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, let me tell you this. It is no sin for a concern to enter your mind, but you must take it captive before it grows into a worry or into a fear. You know, when I received this cancer diagnosis only about seven or eight short months ago, you can imagine the mind games that the enemy tried to play on me. One of my acquaintances, a woman who lives in my neighborhood, I've been loving her and praying for her and sharing with her about my relationship with Jesus for several years now. When she heard that I'd been diagnosed with cancer, this is what she said to me. Carol, I can't imagine what your family will do without you. 
Are you kidding me, Mr. One Road? That's all you've got when it comes to attacking me? Listen, I have learned how to handle this one note, Johnny. In that instant, internally, when she said those words to me, I asked God for a scripture. Now, I loved on her and I said, oh, I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to live a long, long time. You don't need to worry about that. That was my immediate verbal reaction. But internally, something rose up within me and I asked God for a fighting scripture. The next morning, I opened my Bible and I said, God, give me a battle verse. Give me a weapon of warfare. Give me something to fight with. And so I prayed and I looked at where I was to read in the Bible that morning. And I said, God, please, if you could give me something other than Romans 8, 28 or Jeremiah 29, 11, I'd really appreciate it. I want something specific for the battle that I'm in. Well, one of the places I was to read that particular day was in Nahum chapter one. And my eyes lingered on the last verse in this chapter. It's verse 15. And this verse starts out by saying, Behold, on the mountains, the feet of him who brings good news, who announces peace. And although I wasn't done reading the verse yet, my spirit paused and I said, Thank you. Thank you, God, for knowing who I am and for what I've been called to do. You know that I bring good news, that I announce peace to my generation. And then my eyes read further in this one verse, and I read, celebrate your feast, O Judah, pay your vows. And I paused there, and I understood that God was telling me, Carol, go ahead. Don't pause your ministry. Don't stop what you're doing. Keep celebrating the feasts that you're called to celebrate. Keep paying your vows. Move ahead in ministry. And then my eyes were captivated by the end of this incredible verse. For never again will the wicked one pass through you. He is cut off completely. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I had my fighting verse. I have declared this verse every single day since the fall of 2014 when God gave it to me. I've shared it. I've thought about it. I've stood on it. I've prayed it. I've shared it with anyone who will listen to me. I've shared it with doctors and nurses and other patients and friends and family. I've shared it in my blog and on Facebook, and I'm sharing it with you, my radio family. And do you know what? One of the greatest joys of this verse is to me, that the enemy has to listen every time he hears me declare it. The word of God has power in the battle with the enemy that absolutely nothing else has. The word of God is able to put up a high and impenetrable roadblock, and the word of God refuses to allow Satan to play games in our minds. I have learned that The word of God causes Mr. One Road to now be Mr. No Road. We must utilize the word of God to speak to our emotions and our senses because your emotions and your senses do not always deal in truth. The word of God 
always deals in truth. And we extract our belief system from the word of God and not from our emotions. The promises of God are more powerful, much more powerful than the lies of the enemy. But as a believer, you must choose what will take up residence in your mind. Will you allow the enemy to play mind games with you or will you stand on the promises of God? And so when we combine these two verses that we've been studying, this is what we know. Methodos tells us that the enemy travels on a singular road. Devices tells us that this road leads to our minds. Did you know that whoever or whatever controls your mind also controls your emotions and your emotional health? The enemy knows this. That's why the enemy's one tactic is to control your command central, which is your mind. He wants you to think about falsehoods and lies. He wants you to question your faith and God's goodness. He wants you to think that you will never be joyful, that you will never be healthy, that you will never be able to conquer your habits. The reason that the enemy starts his attack in your mind is because he knows the power of your mind. He knows that God created your mind to determine what kind of life you will live tomorrow and in every other tomorrow to come. When I had surgery at the end of December, they went for the central lymph node, the first lymph node, the most important lymph node, and they immediately sent it to pathology while I was still on the table. Because if cancer had entered that lymph node, it would change everything about my diagnosis and about my treatment plan. Now, that central lymph node was clear, which meant the cancer had not spread, no chemo and no radiation. And your mind is the command central of your emotional and spiritual health. If the lies of the enemy get to your mind and takes root in your mind, it changes everything about your future. Proverbs 23, 7 tells us, as a man thinks within himself, so is he. The enemy goes for command central. He goes for the jugular. He goes for our minds so that he can deny us an abundant life. He can't deny us eternal life. So what he tries to do is to deny us an abundant life. And so my friend, if you choose not to renew your mind every day in the word, if you choose not to declare the word of God when worries and fears come against you, if you choose not to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, if you choose to listen to the lies of the enemy rather than the truth of God's word, it will only be a matter of time, a very short matter of time, before a stronghold of deception begins to dominate and manipulate the person that you are. This stronghold will then determine your self-image, your emotional status, and your overall thinking. Well, so far, 
In scouting the enemy, we have studied the words methodos, which is the word wiles, and it means on a road. And we've studied the word noimata, which is the English word devices, and it literally means a deceived mind. The third word when dealing with the enemy is this word. It's the word deception. And deception is simply this. When a person believes the lies of the enemy rather than the truth of the word of God. Now that's a scary thought, isn't it? Do you place your trust in the lies of the enemy or in the truth of God's word? It's your choice. I cannot choose for you. Only you can choose for yourself. I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we continue this study on spiritual warfare. You were made for this. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, You can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.